Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of The Downroll here on Wicked Studios LLC. We're going to talk about the importance of character death mm-hmm. by addition in Dungeons & Dragons. Oh yes. So, I don't know about you, but my DM kills my characters all the time. So this seems like an apropos discussion for us, and maybe it's maybe it'll be a little therapy for me, right? And you know what? And it's it's disproportionate the amount of people that I kill because you only really... killed me. I think I, right? I, I, I yeah, I can't remember the last time I killed another character. <laughs> <laughs> well, my characters go down like flies when I'm around you. Yeah, pretty much. So and and one actually died by Sturges, which are a close proximity to a fly. So that that's uh, true. That was also yeah. a pretty uh, appropriate metaphor. Yeah. So Good let's job. start with the big question: mm-hmm. Why is character death important in Dungeons and Dragons? What do you think, Will? Well, I know. By the from... way, we didn't introduce ourselves. I'm Adam. Oh, that's Will yeah. DM. Hi, I'm Will DM. You can see it on the little thing below us. I don't know how it's going to come up on the video, so I'll just point both directions. He's Adam. Yes. I'm Will DM. <laughs> You're like the scarecrow in the Wizard of Oz. Right? Uh, anyway, so, so why yeah. is character death important? Or is it? I don't know. It actually, uh, contrary to uh, popular belief, um, because there's there's now a very prevalent belief. Well, Anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself here. Death is important in the game because it is the ultimate drama builder. It's the ultimate, uh, you know, to make you make the situations in which the characters find themselves feel real. Like there's something that could be lost that let's put it this way. If there was no death, the sense of accomplishment would be be way low you might as well just play a board game exactly it's like you play to win you go oh it's all it's great if there's no if there's no ultimate sacrifice that could happen then you know it just lessens everything else that's involved in the game it's kind of like those um and i'm gonna go video game here for a little bit mm -hmm. but it's kind of like those video games now where even if you die you're not really dead Yes. You can save a million times. And it, there is, sticking with this whole uh, video game uh, as an example, there is a market out there for people who don't want that. And a great example is the Dark Souls games. They are relentlessly hard. Yeah. And it is a fantasy-based game, even. And it, 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 there's no holding hands. People can die really easy if you're not doing what you what you're supposed to do. And there's really there's real loss that you can have as far as your character's uh, equipment and different things along these lines. But now I'm going to uh, segue into the first edition D and D. In the early editions, mm-hmm. there was a lot more death of characters, right? Very you much could go so. through, you know, like like you could die and go through like three characters, you know, before you even get to the entrance of the dungeon or whatever oh, you're yeah. going to do. Oh, yeah. Well, it, it, what people don't understand is that with the evolution of the game, the game, when it starts, the game starts coming out of war gaming where uh, it, there was you no think death would be prevalent, it, it, which it is. 
Cause and that's war, the thing. The the war never changes. <laughs> it never changes. Did you see that post I had of the dog smoking the cigarette after the Fourth of July? And it's like no, the, the explosions—they change you, man. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, when when D and D first came out, now you're talking O D and D, the original. right? We're talking the original. Now this O G D and D. Correct. Now, this is steeped in. Everybody who's playing it, these guys are all coming out of Wargamer um, uh, uh, backgrounds. And in the Wargame background, when you're reenacting a battle, you have skin in the game because your units and how you use your units, and if they die and they're taken off the field, directly dictates how well you win it, uh, do or win the battle. But it's uh, effectively a game of battleship. Correct. Now, when D&D came around, it was a game of, okay... They had well. First of all, it's directly connected with the 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 evolution of fantasy as well. Okay, mm-hmm. when 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 D is first coming out, the number one influence. Now, a lot of people automatically go back and they say that the number one influence was Tolkien, right? Lord which of is the Rings not, and all which that. Which is not I correct. The number one influence, fantasy wise, on O D and D was. Um, Conan, like pulp novels, in the pulps, yeah. exactly. Like hero, it was pulp novels. Mm-hmm. Hero and human centric, and uh, uh, Gygax put in the Tolkien stuff as it was gaining in its popularity. Uh, Tolkien didn't start getting popular until the late mm-hmm. '60s, and then through the '70s, it kept building. But by the time the '80s starts to roll around, that's when it's really at its height and all this different stuff, and becomes this monster. Will you see the evolution of that in the D and D game too? Now, would um, you call the original D and D? Now, I haven't played first edition. Uh, now, this is with first second. edition. This is first, even the original. So this is even before first edition. This is, is before first edition, Got it. and. And people, when you were playing first they, edition, I mean, you think they would just consider that first edition, wouldn't you? Well, because first like their edition, numbering system. Well, you would think, but you know, it's everybody likes their acronyms and all that different stuff. So, mm. and not to mention, it does kind of sound cool to go O D and D. O D and D, original D and D. But that when they're playing O D and D and they're starting off with that, it's not the focus of that game was more tactical. Right. It so it's a strategy story. game more than an RPG is what I'm asking. Correct. Yeah. It is more, it is not as story driven as it was. Now, granted, that was the thing that started the role play mm-hmm. is because people liked inhabiting that. Well, because, the, and also, this is now the first time, especially for these war gamers, but the first time you're you're looking at an individual person versus, you know, um, you know, the, the, groups, you know, groups of, right. Correct. Correct. And that's, mm. so, so what they're doing. Battalions, they're, something I was thinking. That was right, platoons, platoons and what have you. Yeah. yeah, so you're looking at like yeah, there, you don't have that individual connection that you would now Correct. playing a person or an elf or a dwarf or mm-hmm. whatever it is. But but the whole whole point of view that they looked at it as is they looked at it like it was it was hard. It's supposed to be hard, and to them the originally playing D and D, death was a part of it. Now, it, it is to the point, life, too, circle of it life. is a yes. And this is something that a lot of people don't realize is that when Dungeons and Dragons was first starting off and they were first starting to do conventions and, and have people coming to play tournament modules and, and things along these lines, it was the dungeon master's job, believe it or not. 
to kill as many characters as possible. It's almost like, and they talk about um, they. I don't know who they are, but but they talk about like you know, um, especially with like the esports growth and all of that, like Dungeons and Dragons, like in esports. It seems like O D and D would be much better for that type of thing versus any newer edition because True. you're you're only go you don't care about your character really let's be honest you're just there to survive as long as you can right and they're actually starting to try and do that make tournaments based on those lines but the way they're doing it is that i've heard so far which all they need to do is go and look back at the original how it started they're bringing these characters in and then they're pitting the characters in a dungeon and then they're pitting them against each other and all this different stuff oh, where so it's like you don't have to do royale. that no right yeah which totally ruins it now the original way they did it was is all these characters you know players would show up they'd have all these characters and the reason that death Mm -hmm. was such a part of early tournament was because you had to have a winner so this meant that the dm so there was actually winners and losers early yes and basically what it is is there was a scoring system and if you were alive at the end then they went to the scoring Mm. and see how well you did if your character died that meant that was somebody that was out of the running that won for that tournament game so it was even built into those so this really was like you know a war game yes yes And, and and the first big module that comes into the tournaments is the uh, um, Tomb of Horrors. Mm. And the Tomb of Horrors is designed to Which we're now playing yeah. on uh, every Sunday that, night. Well, the new, the new one. That's the, the Tomb that's of the, uh, Annihilation. Tomb of Annihilation, which is a continuation. So what happens is, is at the beginning, death is just an, a, a, a part of it. But then again, role-playing wasn't as big of a part. Now, so as when did role-playing, role-playing become bigger in the, uh, in the editions? Frank Metzner, uh, who starts the RPGA, okay? And the reason that they started up, it's like today's adventure. And what they started that up with is one of the reasons that they were starting it, one, get people interest, introduced into the game and interested in the game. Mm-hmm. So you create players, you create customers. But two... Also, because they were trying to foster what they saw was a, a natural uh, part of, I mean, hell, it's called role playing for a reason. And that's to help foster and build on the role playing. So when you go from OD&D and then you start to get into first edition, first edition's the first bridge. Mm-hmm. Now, in first edition, death is still extremely prevalent. If you want to see how prevalent Go sometime, look online. I'm sure you'll be able to find them. Not that I'm condoning anyone or piracy of any sorts, but get your hands mm-hmm. on some of the uh, original modules. You can also out. go to like a drive-through RPG Correct. site and actually pay for these things. You can get PDFs pretty dirt cheap for these things. Yeah. So don't steal them because that's yeah. that's not a good thing to do. That's that's a no. And that was probably shouldn't have started off the conversation that way. Well, I I, I was saying don't do it. It's as uh, so with so, a wink and a nudge. Well, you know, <laughs> I'm just saying uh, the world uh, is how the world is, but I don't condone it. There you go. How about that? That's a big thing. So um, anyway, you, you look at these original modules, the earlier modules, and they're fucking brutal compared to today's standards. I mean, they really don't. Let's put it this way. There is no such thing anymore today as save or die. It doesn't exist anymore, Mm -hmm. but it used to be. There used to be a thing that's like, oh, hey, and this happens and your character's dead. So when when first edition, when you get AD&D 
because you have to say what ended up happening is, and this is probably where the additions come in, because after OD&D, what they did, the next thing they did is they made the first basic Dungeons and Dragons in 1977. Mm-hmm. And the reason they did that is because they already knew that they were going to get a newer, advanced version coming down the road. And they wanted to get it and they wanted to um, make it into much more understandable. And I think Holmes is the guy that, that they get. He's a psychologist, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. He writes the edition so that people could understand what the fuck the rules meant. Because nobody, if you weren't a war gamer, you didn't know. You had to figure it out for yourself. And then when Advanced Dungeons & Dragons comes around, it's still really brutal. But you're seeing a lot more of uh, different rules that are coming and getting in, in place, especially when the Dungeon Master Guide comes out. For well, hey, what are your guys going to do with all that loot? You know, you know, mm-hmm. bringing to the forefront a lot of these different things that are just really have to do with the role playing aspect. So now, what was the view of death as we go from OD and D into first and then into second edition? In second edition, you really see, and second edition comes around. It's either eighty eight, eighty nine. I think. I think it's eighty nine. It comes out, and that's the real big push towards as much as being tactical we've got all this role-playing stuff Mm -hmm. and i think probably what the big reason behind that big push company-wise was is because they realized hey if we can provide story for people to use to use in their role-playing we can sell a lot more stuff Mm -hmm. and it goes hand in hand with the games itself when second edition rolls around death is there's a lot more and you can definitely see as the the additions progress there's more rules that are in place that help keep characters alive right but still it was still it was still pretty dangerous because i remember i had a character who uh he was a wizard um and uh went to open a door because everybody else was afraid to open a door literally the first door we came to in a dungeon yes and uh it was like our second session right um, so yeah. we'd spent our time, you know, getting the char- getting to know the characters and the town, and then we went up to whatever this little thing was, this cave or whatever, and there mm-hmm. was a gate. Everyone's afraid to open the gate, including the fucking rogue. By the way, that's your job. Right. Your, job your job is to open the gate. You got one fucking job, man. Wouldn't do it. <laughs> um, and so my character, the wizard, you know, just he got frustrated with everybody. He was already frustrated with everyone anyway. He had a short temper, short fuse. Went to open the gate. Go trapped. Poison dead first level yeah no one can get this poison out of your system and you right so, there so, and then there was like there was like a few rounds where i'm just sitting there and everybody's trying to figure out what to do and no one can like some people are trying to suck the poison out of my hand like a, like a <laughs> venom bite right it didn't it didn't matter i was dead yeah and what you're experiencing there what you experienced there was something that was becoming very well known in the industry and, and amongst the uh, guys at tsr and the producers well and, and gygax was gone by the time second edition rolls mm-hmm. around and basically what you have now is people are starting to realize that hey people get a lot invested in these characters and stuff so yeah. maybe it was it's a moving experience best. for everybody at the table too yeah it's not even though in it was the, like literally our second or third uh session uh, right but still, you put a lot of time into that character, yeah. and every time somebody starts making a character, especially people who get involved into it, you start to have the images, the ideas, and all this different stuff, and you start making them up. And it's like, great, this is what we're going to do. And so they see this, and there's definitely a transition. And second is like really the bridge, second edition. So where death is still really easy if you're a dumbass, there's okay, also a lot more stuff that's introduced to try and help mediate mm-hmm. that so it doesn't happen 
so often. Right. Because By now the they, time, want, they want you invested in these characters. Correct, because investing in a character means the character progresses more and you have more fun, more story. Right. And, and, you want, and then a, you're going from like diff, just a, um, you know, a, a game session to a campaign. And now you correct. can go through other modules. And, and you it can helps buy with more sales books. too. Yeah, correct. Now three by the time three uh, third edition and then three point five come along, mm-hmm. um, it's pretty entrenched that you don't want to kill your character, right? Especially so, with all of the work it takes to make a character in third edition. And I never, I never played three point five. We stuck with third after we did yeah. second for most of the time when I was originally gaming, right? Um, but it it takes a I mean it takes some time now it's taking about an hour now if you really want to put together you know a, a solid mm-hmm. character I just did it with my kids uh, last weekend um, I mean you can also do it in like five minutes if you yeah, you know if you need to which I've had yeah. to do because I've died mid session um, multiple times um, still me <laughs> in fifth edition by the way we're playing <laughs> um, but in th- in third edition it like you don't start a new session. Unless those characters are already made. Like your first order of business was you get together as a group mm-hmm. with the DM, you roll up your characters, and that that's going to take you three hours. To, 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 to coin a phrase, the crunch level got turned up to 11. Yeah. And when I thought the third edition was – I thought edition, third edition was fun. When it I, was great. When I, I came back edition. to D&D um, a few years ago, I guess it was, um, a little bit after the uh, uh, the fifth edition came out. I thought, well, I've got the third edition player's handbook still, right? I'd right. sold the other stuff, but I had the third edition. I'm like, oh, I'll probably just play this. And I'm looking through these rules, and I'm like, wow, like this, I don't remember this. Be- like, I don't understand this anymore. Yeah. And then um, a friend of mine said, well, why don't we try Pathfinder? And then I look at, I literally ordered the books. I actually paid for the books um, from Amazon. Right. And I'm, I literally, I'm reading through them 30 minutes in, and I'm like, fuck it, I'm returning these things, and I'm going to try something else. Then I went to 5th edition yes. D&D, and I'm like, oh, thank God. Yes. So simple to and, do. And basically what you're seeing is you're seeing the evolution of things. When 3rd edition came around, and it yeah. had all these really great rules. Mm-hmm. And there's people out there that really like, like I've played Pathfinder. I would, still would play Pathfinder again. It's not my first choice by no means. And we, I enjoyed but, it when I played it. Yeah, I but still just think I prefer second edition. Yeah, but I did enjoy third. Yeah, and so what what happens in third is they're still trying to keep the the they're, they're keeping the characters alive. There's all this different stuff to help do it, but death is still a very serious thing. It's still mm-hmm. ever present. It's still really there. Now, what happens now is you're seeing a generational thing that actually also is taking place here because it's in over 40 years we've got Dungeons and Dragons mm-hmm. going on here. Um, as third edition rolls into fourth edition, right? Where's he? The fan base that they had had for their original the original Dungeons and Dragons, okay, when Re- Dungeons and Dragons came up and was really huge in the 80s. Computer games didn't hold a torch to it, and even today, no, they were terrible. In in a good role playing game, there is no video game that can compare to it, provided you're into that. Right. Provided there are some, there are some yeah. good computer RPGs, but oh, still not are. the same. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So what ends up happening now is that they're looking to bring in new customers because the customer base is not growing exponentially for Dungeons and Dragons. No, it was shrinking okay. like. 
hell at and, that point. And it, yeah. And so basically what they're looking to do is, <clears throat> hey, we got to tap into this. And so the, they're going to what had always been a tried and true market for them. And that tried and true market had been the younger people. Right. Well, what they had forgot is that the bulk of the people who were their, uh, their customer base, these are the guys who've grown up and grown old playing their product. Mm-hmm. So they're not looking to keep them happy anymore. They're looking to no, get all. They're new- going into those World of Warcraft people. The World of Warcraft people, Millennial Central is mm-hmm. where they're going. And what ends up happening is that these new customers, these guys are have been weaned and raised on video games. Mm-hmm. And 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 like you were saying earlier, the it's so easy to save. It's so easy to do this. Oh, I got to this part and then I died. Well, then I get back to the last save point and then I continue on. There was all these different things. So the idea of people putting an investment into a character just to have it die like that was you know, people didn't care. So how it. did the, cause I, I'll be honest. I never played. I read through, I think the player's handbook and said, this is not for me. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I didn't, I never really liked those MMO RPGs anyway, right. like a war, world of Warcraft, stuff like that. I never really, I mean, a couple I played a little bit, but I never really got into them. Um, so how did they handle that in fourth edition? How did they handle death? So in fourth edition, there's a lot of stuff that makes a debut in fourth edition that actually still exists Mm -hmm. in fifth edition. What fourth edition did, though, was they said, hey, we're going to take pages out of video games. And the big thing we're going to do is we're going to give all these special powers and abilities to these characters Mm -hmm. and we're going to make them much more accessible. So it's like back in the day, it's like, okay, well, you're a fighter. You have a sword. Swing, right. swing, and then that's pretty much all you yeah. did. You know, it's like this well, now really was got... like you know, press V and you do your flaming fly kick. Exactly. So this is what starts getting introduced, and in and you started. By the way, to see I'm going to introduce the flaming fly kick into my next character. I'm sure you will. We started to see this in third edition because with third edition you got feats that were introduced, which allowed people to customize and sort of give their characters mm-hmm. special abilities to do right. certain things. But by the time when fourth edition comes in, it's really it's intricate. It's put into it, and the big thing is what's happened now is. Every character class has a bunch of special abilities they do that you can just basically re-up and Mm. recharge, and then you go again. And it was, like, really quick, and it was really designed so that you could, just like a video game, oh, here's the magic blue pill. I eat that, you know, all my stuff's recharged again. I can keep going sort of stuff. So it just made it more difficult to die and easier to win in battles? Exactly. That's exactly what it did. Because, like, for the first time, fighters had something called a second wind, mm-hmm. which is they could heal themselves. Right. And you start to which see... Which I still think is bullshit. Yeah, I kind of do, too. And for the first thing, what you start... And that's see, in 5th edition still. Yes, it is. And you start to see all of the characters having an ability to protect themselves and to heal themselves and help stave off their own death. You start to get death hmm. saves and things along hmm. these lines. Whereas Weren't before, there death saves in third edition? No, there wasn't. In third edition, what you had you the do? same thing basically you had in second edition, whereas you could take Oh, that's right. It would, you would keep, it would it would keep going down, level. right? Yes. Yeah. So let's say, for example, let's say you had a character that was at... So you had to be stabilized because otherwise your hit points kept going down? Is that how it was? Correct. That's what it was? And your hit points would... You could take as many negative hit points as you had a constitution score. Right. So let's say we have a character that's got a 12 constitution. 
And then that character has one hit point left. It's in a really bad battle. And then some monster comes over and just slaps his ass for 20. Guess what? He's dead. dead, dead, dead. Now, what happens if you get, you know, hit, you're at negative five. Mm-hmm. You would use, let's say you have, let's say. We'll and nobody that. was able to heal you. You get hit. What happens is you take damage onto that negative con. So let's say you're at, have a con of, just to make it math easy, you have a 15 con and you took negative five hit points, which gives you 10 points left to your con. If you took another five points of damage, you'd have only five points of con left before you were completely dead. God, that, I'm glad they so chose that, though. That, that's, was, uh. Yes. And if you play... Now, if you go back and you play those isometric, uh, like uh, the Baldur's Gates and yeah. all those different things, you can see when a character goes unconscious that in each round that you, you could roll for stabilization is mm-hmm. basically what it is. And if you didn't stabilize, you took another point of damage and you went closer That's to what I remember doing. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So... Um. Um, so, but by the time you get to fourth edition and then into fifth edition, you're making saving throws mm-hmm. and it's, oh, you just, you gotta, you know, it, it's the best of three, you know, it's like the first one to get to this, you know, but mm-hmm. also you start to see probably one of the most broke of all spells is healing word. It is, but I, yeah. Healing word. I'm glad because it exists, it is, but I, uh, it yeah. at a distance and it's like, oh, the fighter's down, boop. Healing word him. He's back up. All right, cool. Yeah. Keep going. And it keeps from having to worry. Because in the olden days, the cleric would have to rush around and try and help yeah. people and stuff like this. And put it in. The clerics had calves of steel. Yes. With all and the running a, around on the battlefield. That they and did. there's a reason why most clerics were walking tanks that healed is because they had to put themselves right. into spot which is also why nobody wanted yeah. to play a cleric because all they did was just you know rush around pick, and heal. The, pick yeah. the dead people up off the floor now granted that started to change too as time mm-hmm. went on right. but so so what ends up happening now is now here we are in the fifth edition okay yeah. fifth edition is hugely popular and then fifth edition also has this huge driving internet force with the critical roles sure. and yeah. uh you know, uh, Accusations Incorporated and anybody else that I could throw around as far as the name. Yeah. There's t- um, uh, How about South Marsh and the, and the Greyhawk Adventures. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, here in local um, studios every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time or daylight time, depending on which part of the year we're in. Yeah. I never know the difference. But these basically what you see starting to happen is is that these role playing's taken into these formats mm-hmm. D's taken into these formats and it's made into a consumable it is now a uh it is a show right you're making whole- now effectively you know what you st- it started off as you're telling a story together right now, then then you went into the whole mmorpg nonsense with fourth edition it didn't work because it, you know there were some good things that came from it but overall it was it was a different animal and and, and it never took off now you've got the movie version of D&D, basically. Exactly, and that's what's happening. And so what happens now is that in 5th edition, there's so much backstory, there's so much uh, role-playing that's going on, and it's like, well, you don't want to kill that character. Except you know, and, unless you're Will. And you're well, yeah, I don't him. give a shit. I'm old school. Yeah. And so, like, and so it has become this great big thing. It's like, well, oh, you can't kill characters, because when you kill a character, I mean, that's my character. But the thing that's happened is, is before, in the olden days, you know, character players missed out on the joy of the in-depth role play. Right now, uh, in today's day, the pendulum is swung the other way, and 
we have this great rich role playing but it's lacking that one thing that really makes it so that it is a um you know gives it something more something you know it's the possibility of character death now characters it's still, still die. there i think really like, i think what it is more so than that is that it waters down the strategy element mm-hmm. um because Huge. it was very importantly again like even like you know when i started and for the most time um that I've played D and D, although I'm catching up now with uh, with fifth edition, I think probably at this point, but with second edition. Um, so we and and I don't know how it is with other people, but with my group of friends when we played, it was very you know um, role play heavy. But a lot of the folks that I played with were you know actors, writers. I mean, we were you know teens and twenties, but still it was actors, right. writers, artists. You know, it was a real creative group. So you know, so that's why we tended to do that. But at the same time the strategy was very important. Yes. Whereas in fifth edition, there are moments where the strategy is important, but if you just go in guns a blazing, Mm -hmm. you can still get out of many encounters as a group. Fine. Mm -hmm. And this is something being, uh, having DM'd for as long as I have and starting to DM new modernized fifth edition versions of older games. I definitely see the translation where wizards of the coast or anybody who's official when they bring out something and they do it like for example when they did princess of the apocalypse which is a modernized version of what they wanted what temple of elemental evil mm-hmm. okay now temple of elemental evil that's got some serious shit in it man yeah. you, i never played it but i always heard about it I there mean, are like... a ton of oh you're dead you know, that's like, oh, yeah, there's no save on that. You're just dead. You shouldn't you should have been fucking with that. It's like, you know, it's like there's a big lever there with the sticker. And it says, pull me. What do you do? I pull it. Ah, you're dead. There's a lot of that kind of shit that's going on in there. But in fifth edition, in the way that even the the, the, the modules are, are written nowadays, that's not there. And I think what we've had is we've had a pendulum go from one extreme to the next, and we, we're going to need to see it start to swing back to more of a medium. I'll tell you what, I thought, what, what, and I haven't played all of the, the new modules, of course, but mm-hmm. um, I mentioned uh, Tomb of Annihilation. That one, I think they've actually done a pretty nice job of meeting in the middle. You know, That's a and, really good example. You're because correct. and one of the things that I had heard, you know, when when they were first announcing this, you know, it's you know don't get too attached to your character, right? Because you're going to die now, and and it's a very lethal um, thing. And we've had many That's character deaths. Will's gone through two, um, yep. you know, in this one I've got gone through one, um, so I'm on my second now. But I think that there's the way that they wrote it, which I wasn't expecting when we first started playing it. They made a really interesting um, story. They made a really which, but the story is so different. You know, different ways you yeah. play because you're not going to hit anywhere near all of the the pieces of the uh, of the adventure. Um, certainly in one um, you know campaign, um, but it had interesting NPCs, interesting um, you know. Uh, um, you know, world behind it, you know, like the yes. different um, mm-hmm. things. So there was that element of danger, but it helped also facilitate good role playing. Right. Then yeah. you get to the, um, you know, to the actual temple itself, when mm-hmm. now all of a sudden it's like, oh shit, now I know what you're talking about. Now we got to, you know, move. But at that point you've grown attached to yeah, 
probably your second or third character at that time. But um, this is a good so. example of where they've taken some of the old school spirit mm-hmm. with the lessons that they've learned coming up and now that are prevalent and they mixed them. And this is one of the reasons why if you go out and you go on the Internet and you look at the the ratings of which of the uh, fifth edition modules are the best tomb of annihilation is at the top mm-hmm. you know uh it's funny how it always seems to be whichever one comes it's out come out last yeah. last is always up there but we won't get into that that's called marketing yeah. but um <laughs> the um and that's the reason for it and i think basically what it is is if anything dungeon masters should one before the start of an adventure talk with your players and talk have this conversation about it because this conversation what it'll do it's going to bring it up so not everybody's going to be surprised about what's going on or what's happening and they'll be able to to deal with the thing like Mm -hmm. in the old days you know players didn't get really because it was expected Mm -hmm. and the thing it is is when your character didn't die though it was that much more special it's like i've survived i continue on it's like that guy died that guy died but i'm still here now don't do it to an extreme but because you don't want to lose the good role-playing part of it but you you know and have that conversation with your players about about that sort of thing and, and about character death and so forth and so on it, it, you know should it be uh more prevalent than it is is it okay if we do these certain things like let's just say for example to make things a little bit more deadly and put more skin in the game and to have it mean more in the end just simple little tweaks could do it if you want you don't have to i mean if if you prefer playing it just the way it is by all means well, even it. just like they do in um yeah. in meat grinder mode quote unquote have a 15 yeah. as the dc versus 10 for your saving throw yeah or just as an example you could get rid of one spell aka get rid of healing word i hate when you get rid of spells and stuff like that it's uh, that just means that the dm wants to kill you um, but anyway, last question I have because we are well past time. Yes. Um, which edition, just focusing on death, do you prefer? My my preference for editions when it comes for for death, it's got to be third. Has to be third edition because third edition is where. It's to my in in my opinion, it is the it's the the middle ground between where we are at today and where we used to be. You still have plenty of different things to help you to help you with your characters. There's plenty of feats. There's feats like the diehard feat. You can build your character a certain way if you want them to be more survivable um, versus like uh, a glass cannon sort of thing. So third, I think, is still the one that does that the best now. Third is not my favorite. Right. Team. We're just talking death. We're just talking but just death. death. It's got to be third edition without a doubt. Without so anyway, doubt. folks in the comments, talk about what is your favorite edition in terms of death? And what do you think about death in, uh, in D and D as a whole? So, yeah. and, and, and if you're watching us on YouTube and whatnot, make sure to hit the follow. Yeah. So subscribe, like, also, um, yeah. Follow whatever you're watching this on. Do that thing. And you'll get more of these down rolls. And other shit. Because we do other shit too. 
Sometimes. So, <laughs> often. So anyway, for Will DM, I'm Adam, and we will see you next time on the down roll.